Hello, friends. It's the Harder to Kill podcast brought to you by Warrior Strength and Conditioning. Uh, For my announcements today, it's still sign up for the Harder to Kill camp. And I haven't checked to see, like, how many teams have signed up. I know officially that my team is now signed up. I have a Uh, team. Peyton has a team. <laughs> I have a team signed up too. So we have officially Peyton's have two my teams. guest today, Coach Peyton. Hi, Coach Hello. Peyton. Um, let's talk about the Harder to Kill camp a little bit because last year you were on my team and then without even telling me, I just saw on Instagram, Peyton was tagged with three other people and I was like, oh, apparently Peyton has a team this year already and I am not on it. Uh, in my defense, I wasn't 100% sure if you were going to want to do it. You didn't. I don't want to do it. I want to be a camp counselor. I knew you weren't super thrilled about it last year. And then I was actually reading through, um, I was making some posts for social media and I was reading through like some comments to put on like social media of like how people was like, oh, best experience ever. And I was laughing when I got to yours, you were like, I'm still unsure about this. I don't know (laughs) how I feel yet. It's funny because... I don't remember at all what I said. So was this like, was that in the community page? Yeah, we, okay. Kyle had did like a thank you to everyone that mm-hmm. participated. And then people had commented like, thanks yeah. for hosting it. I had a great time. And I was going through just kind of making a post about like five star reviews yeah. on the Harder to Kill camp. And then I came across yours and you're like, I'm still unsure about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because I re-listened to the Harder to Kill camp review episode from last year to just kind of remind myself like, what we said about it and you know just mm-hmm. like some of the funny stories and like what happened because you just forget like even though it was a traumatizing experience I <laughs> not traumatizing everyone's gonna be scared to do it now it was not traumatizing I was wondering if you would pick up on that so even though I had a traumatizing experience I thought like I'll probably forget about stuff and then, you know, only remember like the highlights or the fun stuff or like the things oh, you hated. Yeah, the things that I hated, which uh, I don't I did not forget that the bike ride was definitely still I'm still bitter about that. OK, yeah. and I heard I need a bike again this year. Faith told me I can borrow her bike. So, so now I feel better about it. Gears. Yes. No, I feel better about it. Faith is like, you can borrow my bike. It's it's way better. I'm like, OK, cool. So I feel better about that. But um. So I like was listening to that episode, which I recommend everyone go back and listen to that episode. I think you had posted a link to it and it reminded me, oh yeah, I should listen to that episode. So I listened to it and it is, is pretty funny. But I did say, I think people need a little bit of time to process because like so much happened, you know, and so mm-hmm. many like new experiences and like different things like went on and I'm, and everybody had some sort of like thing that was difficult to like push through and get through. And I was talking uh, on that episode about how, people had different perspectives on like what that thing was. And, and so like, I remember remembering my comment now, just thinking like, I just need time to like process this, you know, yeah. like, cause your initial reaction is to be like, wow, that was super tiring. That was super hard. I don't know if I could do that again. And I like equated it to childbirth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, just because it is kind of like, kind of like that. It's like, if someone asks you right away, if you want to like do this again, your immediate reaction is like, no, But once you give it some time to like process, you're like, oh, I could do it again, actually. You know what I mean? Like, I've already done it once. Like, I don't have any opinion on that uh, comparison. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I know. And I was talking to John and Kyle in that episode, too, and they had no idea either. (laughs) I'm like, you guys know what I mean? You know what I mean, right? (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah, definitely. Definitely know what you mean. But um, yeah, so I'm not trying to scare anybody off. But honestly, I think like. I was thinking about some of the people who said they didn't want to do it last year or like were scared to do it last year. And like one of them was Leandra. And I was like, 
dude, you would have been like totally fine. And yeah, now she she's going to, I saw she's on your team. She's going to love it. Now she totally had, she totally had like FOMO and then, yeah, now we're totally signed up. She's our team captain. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Our team name, which I guess Kyle said, you don't have to have a team name, but our team name is camp counselors. <laughs> you so. finally got to be your camp yes. counselor in your own team. So we're camp, camp counselors whether John and Kyle like it or not. <laughs> you guys should get your own like shirts and we patches. Are. And I'm going to have a shirt made that says camp, camp counselor on it. It's awesome. the harder to kill camp. <laughs> I don't know if our team has a name. I don't know. Yeah. Well, apparently you don't need one. Yeah. Did we have a name last year? I don't know. I don't remember having a name. I'm sure we thought of something like Did funny we? and then maybe just, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know either. Chloe, Maria. Did yeah. we have a team name? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything like I know like we definitely didn't have because you didn't have to have a team name so we definitely yeah. didn't have like a legit didn't have one. one yeah but I didn't know if we like referred to ourselves as something yeah obviously it wasn't memorable if we did so <laughs> so I'm noticing a trend that my announcements are we get really dragged out but uh <laughs> anyways so sign up for the camp you just need four people or friends or even people you don't know we do have a few people signed up on the board too so if you if you're if you want to do it but you don't have a team put together or you don't know like that's not really your thing to like reach out and put a team together just put your name up on the board we like almost have a team there's three people up there right now so yeah, and uh that being said so it is open to family and friends so if you have someone that's outside of the gym that you want to be on your team you totally can do that yeah we had a few people last year mm-hmm. outside of the gym come and do it so yeah just um, you just need a little basis of fitness. I think, um, what did Kyle say in the last episode he was on? Like basically if you can walk for, if you could like go on like a, like a hike or what was he say? Like a couple hour hike. Like a, yeah. Like, like a 20 pound. Backpack. I was going to say four miles, but that's probably not a couple hours. So yeah, probably like a two, maybe like a 10 mile. Maybe you could walk like 10 miles. Yeah. I don't know. Like a 20 pound backpack or, um, I would say, yeah. 10 miles someone, sounds like a lot. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> yeah, 10 miles, that would take a while. Yeah. Be, probably Just not even. Maybe being able to. A couple hours of fitness. A couple you, hours you can like, walk. Or if you do like a couple hour walk if, holding a backpack, if that wouldn't completely smoke you, you're going to be fit enough for this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't really feel my fitness last year too bad breakdown. No. Like nothing was super physically taxing I it's feel just like. more like mental like you just need to be prepared to be uncomfortable and it's more about that yeah and being uncomfortable and then also still um having to be nice to people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's the thing that like was super good about it is because like well it depended on who was on your team like I was on a team with just like friends so I'm obviously not gonna be an asshole but I feel like you, the asshole could definitely come out in you if you were, if you were on a team with like your spouse or your siblings. I think we kind of saw yeah, that. Like competitive. Yeah. Yeah. To where you're just more apt to like say asshole things that you wouldn't say to just like a friend or like a team of people you don't know very well. Well, I think one thing that helps too. So like there is the tasks that we'll be doing, but it's not like a competition. It's not like a first place, second place, third place. It's just like yeah. you need to complete the task within your team. Yeah. Um, obviously you get bragging rights if your team gets it done mm-hmm. first, but it's not like a you, yeah, first, second, And you're going to get shit if thing. you cheat, you know? Yeah. You had so, some cheaters last year. I think year. that can kind of like <laughs> ease some people's mind of like, it's not like a CrossFit competition. It's definitely it, not a competition. It's more of just like problem solving, getting uncomfortable, yeah. just um, 
doing things outside your comfort zone yeah. and proving to yourself that you can do it. Yeah. We totally had fun trying to problem solve and like be out in the woods. That was probably the most fun part, right? <laughs> it's just being out in the woods and being like, let's find some branches. <laughs> yeah. My bag is still holding up. And yeah. We saw it. We had a 110 pound bag in my bag or like tied onto my bag. And then we had branches through the bag. Yeah. All of us trying to hold that. That was insane. Plus, um, I love the pictures that you shared from last year because there's my random towel. Yeah. I brought like an old Walmart, like a, t- a, like a beach towel because I don't even know why I was thinking like, Oh, maybe I'm going to get wet or something. I'm not sure why I brought a towel. Maybe it was like on the suggested list. I don't I'm not I sure, but I had this random, like old, like Walmart towel and it's like we used it to like try to remember we tried to use it as like a sling yes <laughs> it was. and so it's so out of place in the picture because it's like this rugged backpack these branches and then this like pink, pink flower towel. Towel. <laughs> hey it worked good we got it back I don't even know what happened to that towel after that I wonder if I still have it or threw it away I don't did, did we ruin it did we rip it uh I want to say it might have we ripped, ripped it I think because we were trying to like use it to put over the different parts of the branches so they're oh like and it like ri- skin. Yeah. yeah ripped maybe that's okay I'm seriously I don't even know <laughs> yeah that's just like so funny that I had that so anyways um sign up for the camp I don't know how many teams have signed up so far I think a lot of people like just talk 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 but I haven't you know I don't know how many people have actually signed up but there is only room for 10 for 10 teams if you're you're on the edge of thinking about it just do it it's a lot of fun and like Shannon said if you don't have a team just write your name on the whiteboard Um, we can help you come up with a team yeah totally so does um, Kyle keep you in the dark or do you get the inside scoop paint he keeps me in the dark (laughs) it drives me crazy like I'm like I just want to know and then I think it drives him kind of crazy because like he'll want to like tell me something and he's like oh wait I can't can't talk to you about (laughs) it yeah yeah I feel like our only advantage last year was that we were able to call him um Mm -hmm. when we got lost in the woods (laughs) (laughs) We were, I was like, Peyton, you're just gonna have to call him. Like, we don't know what we're supposed to be doing at all. Yeah. We are just aimless, aimlessly rocking around. Yeah. The woods, like, I think yeah. that'll help this year if they do have the, the GPS tracking, because, um, then we wouldn't necessarily need to call. Like they would know that we were out in the woods for all that time. Yeah. Last year, I feel like they kind of got an idea of like things that they want to do better uh-huh. this year. So yeah. I'm excited to see what, if you listen, thought of. I do really highly encourage everyone to go listen to the review show from last year. Um, because they, they were like, yeah, so there are some things that we would like to improve upon, but they're not the things that you think they are. <laughs> and so when you go through it, the things that they say like totally make sense. So yeah. they, they wanted us to be unsure, be in a situation to where we didn't exactly know what we were doing, what we were supposed like to problem do. Problem solving. That's where the problem yeah. solving comes in. That's where, so like where a lot of people were upset about that because they're used to, I think, you know, being in the gym where we tell everyone exactly what to do down to the reps, how much weight they should use. Um, there, sometimes a time domain, like everything is like super structured and everyone knows exactly what they're supposed to do. Right. Like, and so I think they felt, I think a lot of people, and I know that we talked about that too. We were like, they should have given us a better map and we should have more clear instructions on what we were supposed to do. We lost our map before we started too. We We did. had our map and then we did, what was like the ice bath or maybe, did we get the map map before the ice bath? Yeah. Yep. We got the map before all that stuff. And then our map was just like gone. Yeah. Someone picked it up, which to be fair, like all the maps look the same. Yeah. I'm sure they just picked it up and ran out the door. And so when so, we went out to like get our map, we're like, oh, the map's gone. Okay, yeah, so great. that's why we kind of got lost in the woods. And <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, but yeah, they were more thinking like, okay, we need a better way to keep track of people. Like that's the stuff they were thinking about yeah. that they wanted to improve. Not necessarily that like we were, we, you know, 
having us be like less confused. Yeah, so. I think it'll be fun. I'm excited so. to see. Yeah, the way their my him or Kyle and John's mind work is pretty incredible. Sometimes. <laughs> so, is that the word that we should use? <laughs> Trying to be the nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving them a compliment. Now their heads are going to be big. Nice, nice. But yeah. yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, they put a lot of time in it, and yeah, they like to think about all the fun things. I'm glad do, that so. it's like in October too, just because um, I've had a really hard time like staying on track the last couple of months and I'm feeling like like pretty out of shape honestly but it's going to give me enough time to get some get back in your groove yeah like get back in the groove a little bit get my routine back so that I feel more like this is something that I could tackle um yeah because right now it's seems like a pretty like daunting task because I feel like every day of my life is the harder to kill camp you know what I mean because it's just like I'm just always going from one thing to the next and not really getting like any real breaks or anything. And it's just like day after day, I just do the harder to kill camp every day for 12 hours. (laughs) So I'm starting to kind of like really, really want that break. Um, and so our last day for the, for our summertime, like market stuff is labor day. So I feel like that's coming up. Oh my gosh. I'm, it's crazy because when I'm in this day to day thing, it feels like it's taking forever. Like our whole season is only eight weeks. So when you think about one week of that, um, you know, or two weeks of that, so two weeks is 25% of our season, which is a lot, right? So like to get through a full, like another 10 days, a full another week, you're talking about it being like 15% of our season. It's like a big chunk. So to most people like, oh, it's just a week. Like it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but like it's actually goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, it's actually a pretty large percentage of like our work overall. So thinking about having a week left is actually like super daunting. And so I feel like I was trying to think about what I feel like that I could compare it to like, you know, people in the gym or whatever. And so if anyone's done Murph, my season feels like a Murph. Like you start out, it's all like hot and heavy, right? Like you're feeling fresh and you're excited because you're doing Murph and we get to like honor a fallen soldier and you're with all your friends and everything's going good on that first mile. It doesn't even really set in until like the first half mile is like completely fine. You're not even out of breath yet, right? Right. Like everything's feeling good. Um, and then you get done with that first mile and you have to start your rounds of the push-ups, um, pull-ups and air squats. And like your legs are a little bit tired from that first mile. And then, you know, you're like settling into these rounds and you're like, okay. So through like the middle part of it, you're just kind of like settling in and you know, everything's kind of going fine. And then you get, you start to get to the second half of like all your rounds and you start getting that like muscle fatigue. And then, you know, you start playing all those mental games with yourself, like, all right, you just got to get through this set and then your arms are going to get a break while you do the squats and then your legs are going to get a break while you do the push-ups and you just start like, you know, telling yourself, okay, I just have five rounds to go or like whatever. And then you got to go out for that last mile and you're like wrecked. Right. Like this is me. <laughs> I'm the last half Everyone of the last right mile <laughs> just pushing through, just trying to get done. You know what I mean? So like that's where my headspace is right now. <laughs> You're so close coming up on that last mile. Yes. I'm just, just trying to like, just trying to like push through. So anyway, I'm just getting super excited to be able to have the gym, like the gym and my kids basically be my sole focus after this. And, um, so yeah, I'm just like, just like waiting, just like trying to wait it out. But, um, 
Anyway, uh, what was the other thing I said I wanted to talk about? So we talked about the harder to kill. Oh, I wanted to, I wanted you to tell some stories from the gravel travel. Uh, this year, say it wasn't too crazy. Say nothing. Like, let me. Uh, Chloe regroup. definitely fell I off was of gonna, her bike. Uh, I was gonna say oh, that. Sorry. sorry. Come on. All right. So yeah. So this I'm year, just like, helping you out. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, there were a couple things which I'll get to. So yeah, hold so, on. One thing that I thought was super cool, and I, um, I was. I was happy to be a part of it a little bit was that you guys met out at my shed, which is out on highway 92 by Columbus junction. So I was like excited to see everybody like yeah, out at fun. my place. That uh, hill though, our first like hill. McFarland's hill. I'm guessing that. Um, so we were yeah. joking about that. I was telling Ryan, like my husband, Ryan beforehand, like what route you guys were going to take. And he's like, uh, you guys, they're, they're taking them up McFarland Hill. And I was like, mm-hmm. For like being like the first part of like literally the, the first part. <laughs> and there, there was so many cool. Cause it had kind of like, it rained all morning. Yeah. So there was so many just like, uh, if you're off kind of like by the curb a little bit like there's so many like indents uh what is that called like, when like they're ruts yes like there's so many ruts so like you had to like kind of make sure you were and and it's like soft kind of yes. so like if you get too far outside the gravel is soft on the outside yeah. where like everyone drives in the middle so it's packed down pretty hard so if you get, yeah it did it, it had actually I think that that was the day did it rain? It rained like a super lot, like two nights before. It I rained think. a ton that morning too. And then, and then it started. Yeah. So like the, the only good thing was it wasn't super dusty, right? Yeah. Like not super dusty, but yeah. So if you leave my shed, it's literally probably like a mile down the road, like that, that hill. So like your first mile in, you're already going up this ginormous hill. And so we were making jokes. We're like, my truck doesn't even like to go up that <laughs> hill. My car doesn't even like to go up that hill. Isabel said that in front of everyone. And it made me laugh. Cause I was like, have fun. See ya. <laughs> yeah. That hill sucked. I wanted, I was like almost contemplating getting off my bike and walking it up. The yeah. Hill I was wondering if anyone did that. Uh, I don't think so. I think everyone was and able just to kind make of power through. Yeah. So we, uh, we ended up, so going up that hill that definitely kind of slowed like everyone out or everyone down staggered out a little bit so we met at the so you get onto the top of the hill and then you keep going down there's that stop sign uh -huh. so everyone waited for everyone there to, to kind of like regroup catch back up make sure everyone's bikes were okay yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that was that hill was interesting for sure and then everything was going good we had a couple of people that their bikes just didn't, were not like doing the best. I think Travis Beefus, his pedal started coming off, oh. like completely started coming off. So, um, I don't know if they ever got that fixed. John always has like a couple extra bikes just in case. Cause <coughs> just bound to happen. Like whether it's a chain or, um, tire or something, yeah, yeah, something bound to happen. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if he ever got his pedal fixed or not, or if he had to switch out bikes, but then, um, we had a couple of people with like some road bikes too. I think somebody had to switch one of those out. Brie was having some issues. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking of the stories now. I had to regroup. Okay. okay. So everything was going pretty good. Just had, yeah, some bike trouble, but then everything was good. And then flash forward. So Chloe, poor Chloe, she flipped over her bike. Luckily she was wearing a helmet. So if you're riding bikes, make sure you always wear a helmet. She flipped over it? Yes. I did not see it. Kevin I'm just thinking she just like fell off of it to the side. No, she like, I didn't see it happen. Uh, I was right in front of her, but Kevin and Esther saw it. And I guess, yeah, she like tumbled over the top oh of it. Gosh. So we were, we had just got. Hopefully she had a, a better bike this time. <laughs> yeah, she did have a better bike this year. Um, but yeah, so she was, she had got her phone out. She was like trying to do something on her phone. And I think she was trying to put it back in. She had like a fanny pack or something. She yeah. was trying to put it back in it. Well, I, 
we were on gravel, so I don't know if she like turned weird or what, and then it just flipped her over oh the top. Oh my gosh! Luckily, she didn't like hit her head. Uh, Kevin, he was he went into total like coach mode. He like had her take her <laughs> helmet off. He's like looking at her eyes, like making sure they're not dilated, making sure she didn't have a concussion. Kevin is always there to save the day. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing we talked about from the Harder to Kill camp with Maria. Kevin was always next to her every time she blew up with a cramp. He was always right there. <laughs> That's how he was on the bike ride too. So shout out to Kevin. So he was made. <laughs> He's sure- a magnet for that. <laughs> so he was making sure that she was like all good. Uh, luckily she was fine. She did get, uh, scarred or like, uh, rashed up pretty good. Yes. I saw her her on her stories. Yeah. She posted that. I was like, man, she goes, she said something like don't text and bike or something like that. (laughs) So that's what we're like, do like, you cannot have one hand on your, like you need to have both hands full time. So just keep your phone in your pack. So that was definitely probably like the most like scary thing. You're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I had turned around and I see her like on the ground and I'm like, (laughs) What is going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, then she was fine. She was able to like stay continuing. Where did that the, happen right. at? Like how far in were you? Um, Probably like the middle-ish. Towards so the we middle. had, uh, we made it to Burlington Road and then uh, off Burlington Road, we cut onto a gravel road that goes from Burlington Road to like, like Fruitland. Fruitland. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up, sw- I don't remember, I don't know what our original route was. <laughs> this would be a good question for like Kyle or John, but yeah. Um, we decided to change routes cause Brady decided that he wanted to, uh, just bike home. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Hey, if you guys are just going back to the gym, like, can you take this way? Yeah. So that way I can just cut over to Fruitland cause he had to work, I think at like four in the morning. Oh, so man. it was starting to get to like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock yeah. at night. And he's just like, man, I need to get some sleep. So he we- was confused about how long the, the gravel travel was going to take. I think, right. I don't know. He did it last year. Okay. Last so year, he knew. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think he just, um, realized like where we were going. Oh, and was, like, so I he can, just, I'll just cut home. Yeah. yeah. I got it. So yeah. So Chloe flipped over a bike and then nobody besides like me, Kevin, Esther, and then Travis th- that were back there with her, like saw it. So then we like regroup with her and then get up to the road ends right in front of where Curry's is. Mm-hmm. Well then, so everyone was waiting for us there. So we're regrouping. Well, then next thing you know, like Darren, we just see him like he just starts like taking off running. And because we are just getting up there. So we had missed all the prior conversations. Yeah. So uh, me, Kevin, Esther, Chloe, Travis get up there. And we just see like Darren taking off running. And we're like, what like the on heck? foot. Yeah, like on foot. And we're like, what is going on? And Kevin's like, oh, he must be going to the bathroom. And then Darren's just like, bye guys. And then everyone on the bike, since we all caught up, they're like, all right, we're he- heading across the road. And we're like, wait, like Darren's going to the bathroom. Yeah. What's going on? And they're like, no, Darren's running home. So I guess Dar- Darren lives in Fruitland also. Oh, and he's, uh, he was using, I think he was riding one of like John's bikes or something. So he's like, I'm just going to head home. We're like, oh okay. my gosh. <laughs> so he takes off running on foot and then at midnight in the dark. Yes. Or and it then, wasn't probably midnight yet, but I think but. he had to run like a mile or so. So, but yeah, he has like this flashlight he likes running. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's what he's been training for. Yeah. So he has this flashlight <laughs> and he's just running down a side road and then Brady, uh, he started venturing home. So I was very happy to see both of them on the gym at the gym on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they made it. made it home. <laughs> uh, so that was just kind of funny. And then we like crossed the road or whatever. So then we decided to take the, get to the bike path by like deep lakes. Uh-huh. Uh, and then decided to like start biking back. Well, we were going to be on the bike path and Sylvia was driving the van at this time. Cause she was just getting, I think like her back was blown up or oh. like, 
just wasn't was starting to get, just get uncomfortable on the bike. So yeah, John told me that he. I asked him um, if he ended up riding, and he said he actually rode like most of it. Like that, people were switching out driving. He said Sylvia was driving for a while. Yeah, Hugo drove for a while, yeah, um, and then Sylvia she drove the end of it. So yeah, so that's always nice too when we do the gravel travels. Like we always have a van that's following, so that way you can if maybe your bike isn't working the best or you just need a break, need you a break. can swap it out. Yeah, or you can either ride in the van or if you want to take over driving the van. Yeah. So that worked out really good. But uh, we got to the bike path and then the van wasn't going to be able to follow right. us anymore because during the whole gravel travel, the van's always right behind us. Yeah. So then that way, if you ever do have anyone that gets kind of towards the back, you always have a van following yeah. you. So you're not just getting left on the gravel yeah. road. <laughs> In so, the dark. So forget. we got on the bike path. So we are going to take the bike path um, all the way to like get on the back riverfront the gym, and then yeah. back to the gym. So we're like, all right, we need to make sure that we all stay together. So that way, if anyone flips over their bike or <laughs> yeah. just anything happens, like nobody gets left behind. So we all like regroup and then we get on this bike path and we're going and uh Bree, uh, which we didn't know at the time, like Bree's bike had, well, I think it had been having some issues and then yeah, she said her chain kept popping off or and something. Then, yeah, no, that was towards the end of it. So, oh, okay. uh, she had been having some issues and then like, we all thought it was fine and stuff. And Kevin was dad of Kevin or I don't even know what mama Kevin, how yeah. we call it. <laughs> dad, it sounds weird. <laughs> Awkward. Okay. So Kevin, uh, he's biking back with her and stuff. So we're like, all right. So we're going and then we're on this bike or on the bike trail. And then I look back and I can see like bike a bike light like way behind. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, up at the front with like uh, Kyle, Brandon and John. And I was like, all right, we need to like slow way down. Um, we have people that are like way back there. So we uh, Kyle's like, I don't think we can go any slower. So we just I'm like, well, we need to stop, stop then and then, like yeah. regroup. So we stop well, within like a minute. We like have everyone and we're and Kyle's like, see, like nobody was that far behind. And I was like, man, OK, I don't know like what I saw nice. back there. And so we're like, all right, we got everyone. Everyone's like, yeah, we're like, we got everyone. So we take off. <laughs> so we keep going. And then uh, we get to like south or like we get to the path behind headquarters and then you can't there's no bike path anymore so then you have to get on like south end and then cut over to muster park oh yeah so we're biking and kyle yells out like all right do we have every like everyone do we have everyone because we're going on side roads and stuff yeah. now and then i think it was chloe she's like yeah everyone's back here and i think kyle even asked specifically is like do we have kevin and brie and yeah. uh chloe's like yeah they're back here so we keep going <laughs> So we get back to the gym and like Kevin and Bree are just nowhere. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, what the You heck? guys needed the buddy system. So, yeah. So like, we're like you Kev- needed a buddy. So, uh, well, luckily like, Kevin was with Bree. So yeah. He, uh, but yeah, we like get back to the gym and we all like get back and there's like a couple of people that are maybe staggered behind a little bit, but Kevin and Bree are just like not back there. And we're like, what the heck? And <laughs> so it probably was man I don't even know like 10 minutes or so finally they like get back to the gym and we're like what happened and well Bree's bike like kept messing up but um so the time that we had stopped the first time when I like had told Kyle I was like hey we need to like regroup like get everyone that time we stopped and we thought everyone had caught up Kevin and Bree never caught up to us (laughs) so then we took off again and then when we got when we were driving like through South End and Kyle yelled out like do we got everyone like do we got Kevin and Bree um chloe she had thought that she saw them and it, it was like it wasn't them like oh, whoever whatever it, it was is dark yeah like, so i think i don't know if she saw like a light or something and she thought it was them and it wasn't them so poor kevin and brie they get to like south end and luckily kevin knows like his way to get to muster park yeah but 
Kevin was telling us, he's like, oh, yeah, I fr-, he was telling Brie, like, they're for sure going to be waiting for us at Mustard Park. Oh. He's like, well, then we got to Mustard Park and nobody was there, which luckily then. So they the- were really far yes, behind. Yeah, they got like way be- far behind. But this whole you time. You guys failed your mission. I know. I felt so, we felt so bad. We're like, we legit stopped like two times to wait yeah. for you guys. And yeah. then we like, yeah, thought we and had And the whole everyone. thing about the gravel travel is, is you kept telling everyone, we're going to. Don't worry. You're right, not it's not a fitness thing. It's a social thing. <laughs> but yeah, so poor Kevin and Bree. But then, yeah, luckily, Kevin, um, he was able to, like, he was stayed with Bree the whole time. What about so. Esther? She didn't realize that her, that no, she was with, Kevin uh, was nowhere to be. So and she was with Chloe. So Chloe didn't have a front bike light on her light. Oh. So she always had to make sure that she was, like, with Behind someone, too. Someone. So Esther was kind of like her uh, wingman, like, yeah. always making sure that they were together with, like, the light and oh, stuff. Oh, got it. Okay. But, yeah. So, but you guys had fun? Yeah, it was fun. It was Did a you guys good time. hang out when you got back to the gym, or was everybody pretty tired? Or? Yeah, we were, we weren't back very long. We had a, so we had a cooler full of, like, some NA beers, like, the Athletic Brews, and, had a couple of those, um, ate some of our snacks and, and then head a, headed yeah. home. So did you get home at like 1am or something? Yeah, I think we got, ba- I think me and Kyle got home at 12. I think, I know I went to bed like around one. So I think we got home at like 1230 or like 1215 or oh, that's so. not too bad. Then you guys, you guys left the farm at like 745 ish, I think, or seven, maybe it was closer to eight. Yeah. That's what, I don't know hundred percent what time we got back from. I don't know what time we got to. The um, gym. Carla brought some treats. Yes, those are so good. Yeah, but um, so she had like three different kinds, and they're like traditional, like Brazilian, like candy type treat things. And so my kids were out at the farm, and she's like, "Oh, do your kids want to like try a treat?" I'm like, "I don't know. They weren't really by me. I was just like, you know, screw them. I don't care if they get a treat or whatever." Well, then Allie ended up wanting to like try one, and so. She had one that had like some sprinkles on it. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, maybe you'll like this one because um, there's like a coconut one and then like one that was like all chocolate and then like a white chocolate with like sprinkles. So I thought, OK, Allie would probably like this. <laughs> and she takes a bite and I can just tell that she doesn't like it. And um, uh-huh. then it's just like you feel bad because like Carla brings these treats, you know, or whatever. But it's like she's a kid. So I was like, OK, I mean, you don't have to eat it. Like yeah. you don't have to eat it or whatever. So I ended up eating it because I, of course, liked all the treats. But I just thought that it was funny because I think Allie expected it to be more like a like a cake pop or yeah. like something like that, you know, and, and it's not really super sweet. It's yeah. Like more like chocolatey flavor. I don't know. More like, like a rich flavor. Yeah. Maybe like we describe it like, yeah, like not like. It's not super sweet, sweet, yeah. but like rich. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good description. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, <laughs> that's what we finished those off when we got back to the gym too. Carla's like, I don't want to take these home. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of a funny snack to bring too, just because it's like chocolatey and it was just like, do you want this to melt in your backpack? <laughs> um, our snacks in general, I felt bad because I know like Brady, he had gotten off work. He hadn't, he said he hadn't ate since like 11. So last year we had like a bunch of like tacos and stuff. Um, this year we just had a bunch of random stuff. John had brought like a bunch of ice cream sandwiches, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ice cream sandwiches. And then, um, me and Kyle brought like a couple bags of pretzels because <laughs> we just stopped at quick star yeah. and then people Your just had like random snacks. things. So that was like pretty much our food. So <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt bad. Uh, cause I know there was a couple people that were a little hungry, like pretty hungry. So next year we should probably, we'll plan ahead a little bit more about like food or telling people what to bring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like either. You, you know, just tell them like eat before you come, like make sure you eat your dinner because it was a later thing. Like, I guess you guys met here at the gym at 630, which is yeah. maybe like around the time people would normally eat. So, yeah, people maybe expected more of like 
taco break or something yeah yeah like we had for the the harder to kill camp and then last year for the gravel travel you guys had talk like actual like tacos yeah taco yeah. soup was what we called them because they all like melted oh like yeah <laughs> yeah you eat taco soup on bicycle <laughs> We get, you see, we have our stops because we, we have like a couple of places where like we'll stop and then yeah. drink water, eat that. Type I feel of like thing. we've been really lucky with all this stuff that we've been doing that it's been good weather. Yeah, we got really lucky on Saturday. Yeah, nice. the weather was like I hope, perfect. I hope the weather is good for the harder to kill camp. I hope it's a little cold. Last year it was hot. It and then started the bugs, out hot. Yeah, the bugs were horrible. Yeah, cause last year uh, I looked it up. We did it October second, so we did it like two weeks earlier. So I'm wondering if they purposely pushed it back a couple of weeks, hoping it would be a little bit worse weather and a little bit colder. Because I know that that was one thing they were disappointed about. They wanted us to suffer even more because they wanted us to be cold yeah. or be drizzled on a little bit or like have that. But instead, the weather was like perfect, perfect. Like it, it started out really hot and humid with the bugs and everything, and the mosquitoes. But then it like as soon as the sun went down, and of course we didn't even start the camp or get out there until like. We only had a couple hours of that. And then as soon as that sun went down, it was like the most perfect weather to just be outside in like a t-shirt and like leggings. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember really being like sweating really, or like mm -hmm. being hot or it wasn't cold. Like not just like perfect. Yeah, I know at nighttime it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I sort of feel like the, you know, you do like a gravel travel thing in August. Like you're thinking like it might be like super hot, but it was like it had rained and it was actually a little bit chilly. Yeah. And I remember last year when we did it, I remember having like more layers on for sure. And then getting like hot. Did you do it later? Uh, I don't remember. I, I don't, don't remember. Was it in August? I don't remember when you guys did it last year. I don't remember. I don't remember. You either. have to like look up the date, but oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. So but yeah, but it was fun. And yeah, everyone made it back safely. I know Kyle and John, they, they want to start uh, getting like bikes so like john just found one recently at harper's he bought for like 88 dollars, and it's like an older bike but it's um like a really good bike mm -hmm. especially like like mountain like bike high and quality stuff. Yeah. yeah so they want to start like getting a fleet of those to like have at the gym and then that way too um if we do something like this just having like a, sometimes people just have like road bi bikes which just aren't uh -huh. the best for gravel, like gravel travel thing and yeah. too um i will say like the higher quality bike you have the better it's gonna do or like it's gonna last longer like mm -hmm. out on like when you're biking for four hours and stuff yeah. like if you have like a cheaper quality bike and if you're going for like a four hour bike ride like that's usually when pieces start flying off yes <laughs> <laughs> they just don't hold up as good so um they want to start getting like just getting a collection of like, yeah, so you don't have to invest in your own bike because, you know, to get a higher quality bike, it's, you know, you're going to spend like hundreds of dollars. on Yeah, one, so, so that way we'll have um, some extras and stuff, too. So then if we have people in the future that want to do it but don't have um, a legit bike, then we'll have some yeah. there, too. So awesome. finding all the things that they can hide in the shipping containers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You got to fill those things up. So. Yeah, so, but if anyone sees any bikes for sale, that is like a, like a good bike, but older bike. Let us know. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. You can use them for the harder to kill camp yeah. too. Like, so people like me can get a bike. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't see myself taking up biking anytime soon. So I probably won't be investing in my own bike at any point in time. I do think it's kind of crazy though. Cause like one thing that I would think about would be like, 
so I don't bike all the time and I don't have a bike and I don't have this experience to wear like, Oh, on the weekends, you know, or like on a Sunday afternoon, like going for a 20 mile bike ride. Like that's not something I've ever done in my life. And so one of the points of contention with me last year on the, at the harder to kill camp was just that we biked like 18 miles Mm -hmm. and I had never like done that in my life. But I will say that like the only reason I can get through it and survive it is just because of my base level of fitness that I have already. You know what I mean? So like, so don't, don't think that like, Oh, well I've never biked before. Like I couldn't do this. It's like, you can, if you've been coming to the gym and you have, you know, like you can do the workouts and you've been coming four or five times a week, you can ride a bike for 20 miles. (laughs) It's so cool to have that base level of fitness. Just yeah, being able, like, if you want to go for an 18-mile bike ride, you could. If you wanted to go out and randomly run, like, if a I want 5K. To. If you I don't want, want to. to. If you want to. But, like, even if you wanted to, like, go out and do, like, a 5K, like, yeah, you totally you can totally could. can, yeah. Uh, me and Kyle always talk about that, too. Like, we, over the summer, uh, one of my friends was moving, and, like, we were able to go help them move. And just having the physical um, capacity to be able like just to like lift things. And me and him, we had to move a couch from (laughs) downstairs to upstairs and just being able to do that. Uh I will say sometimes I'll joke with him of being like, I wish I wasn't capable of being able to Uh, help you move stuff. If you ever have to move a couch from your basement to your upstairs, it's a great relationship bonding. Uh, Yeah. Especially when it's an L-shaped couch. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ryan and I have done all kinds of stuff like that. I remember I helped my mother-in-law move and, we were doing the same stuff, carrying the couch out from the basement and, and all this stuff. And, um, I remember like there was someone there who was made some kind of comment about me helping. And my my husband just goes, I don't worry about her. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, I remember man, one time where it was actually really hard for me to get this done was we were flipping a house and we had to carry in rolls of carpeting and the carpet roll was like really big. And so it was hard for me to like get my arms around it. And we had to do almost like what you do with, um, the gosh the worm Uh so you have to like pick it up from the side and then you have to like roll it up onto your shoulder to be able to like carry it into the house because you can't carry it any other way with like your arms because it's like too wide that you can't like you can't like carry it with your arms down do you you know what I mean I'm trying to like I'm trying to be use my descriptive words and like (laughs) picture what we had to do here so picture we have like the worm like from CrossFit competitions and we basically have to like pick it up uh, so it's like basically a hang clean to like get it up onto the shoulder and man that was hard for me to get underneath and then I'm like it's like on my shoulder with this big carpet roll and I'm trying to carry it like in the and it's just like you know pressing down and I'm like I had to go upstairs like everything functional fitness and of course anytime I have to do something like that and I struggle at all my husband's always like I thought you did CrossFit (laughs) And I'm like, bro, I'll just be like, if I didn't do this stuff, I couldn't even help. I couldn't even budge this thing. Right. Like you just be lucky that I can even help you carry this in here. We didn't have to like do some other crazy stuff or hire someone or try to get somebody Go else to friend. help you. Or yeah, yeah, like I'm literally like, it was just, it was at the very like outskirts or whatever of my ability to like get that thing in yeah but if I hadn't been like lifting for years and like exercising I wouldn't even have any confidence to even try to do something like that you know what I mean so it's cool to be able to do that I do absolutely love that aspect of um being able to like feel that stuff Mm -hmm. and you're like like in your normal life stuff it is pretty it is pretty cool to not have to like worry about it right not having to like ask someone to come help people um, I've been working at the stand a little bit which is not something I do that much but um the last couple of weeks when kids go back to school I will end up kind of like filling in a little bit more and it just like 
it kind of breaks my heart a little bit to see the amount of people that like struggle to walk or can't carry a watermelon to their car. Or, um, I loaded up a bag of sweet corn for, for a guy and, um, you know, obviously like I'm working there, so I'm going to help people like load it. But I just was like, I could tell he wouldn't be able to pick it up. So I asked him, I'm like, do you have help like unloading this at home? <laughs> you know, because yeah. like I'm going to load this in your car, but how the heck are you going to get it back out? Right. <laughs> I sometimes think that when I like put stuff in people's cars, I'm like, I'm going to put this on the seat for you, even though you probably would rather have it on the floor. But I don't think you're going to be able to get it off the floor because like, you know, think about trying to pick something off off the floor. You got to like angle and you know mm-hmm. it's like this watermelon probably weighs 20 pounds or like whatever so I'm just kind of like you know that hindsight being like 2020 thing but it's just like when I see that a lot it just it makes me even more like grateful or like just it makes me even um more like happy with my decision and more motivating to like continue to at least maintain some sort of fitness so that's like I can, you know, carry a watermelon or, you know, like stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Just, yeah. How many people that actually aren't capable of like doing some of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like sometimes like we'll get used to the people that were around in the gym all the time. And then, yeah, you go into a different environment and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. People (laughs) who really struggled, you know, to like walk around the stand, they have to like hang on to it. People who can't support their body weight to like lean over. I just, I just, I was just like, man, and me and Kyle, I remember we went, uh, I think it was last year, we went to a Iowa hockey football game. And so you always have to like park way away, mm-hmm. away from the Walk stadium. Walk like two and miles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we were walking back to our car and just like the amount of like people that had to like stop and sit and were like just... We had to walk through like some like park area and like just, yeah, like you would just see people like sitting, not because they want to sit because they physically have to like sit and take a break and to like get back. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, think about the amount of people that don't even do stuff like that because they know they can't walk the distance. Mm -hmm. They can't do the stairs. They can't, you know, it's just like their life is really, really limited by that. It's, it's one thing, um, that we talked about with Chloe, you know, she's not old, but just being like really overweight like that, it really held her back in a lot of things and now she's you know doing all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. like harder to kill camps and biking and going skydiving and just doing all these things that you know had weight limits and had you know like stuff like that and so it's just like it's amazing how like a new world opens up to you when you're physically capable you know yeah that's she always jokes about like on her social media she'll like joke about like oh posting the gym again and I always like joke with her of like keep posting like because it is so inspiring and I think so many people like think like there's no way I'll never be able to like achieve that and it's just like no matter how old you are like where where you're at right now like you can start and you'll be so much better off than yeah yeah you, you definitely yeah you definitely can um so one last thing that I wanted to bring up to get your take on it is I was talking to Kate and I was asking her about protein intake she's a newer member and that's kind of something that I we'll bring up with people after they've like been here for a mm-hmm. while and they've kind of established their routine and they've really like, you can tell have really like made it over the hump of like not being nervous anymore, not being sore anymore, like understanding the structure of class, like knowing what weights they should use, knowing, you know, just like yeah. basically like, Oh, I have figured this out. And like, you know, then they get over that hump of like just being brand new. And now they start, you know, maybe thinking about other goals. They start being like, oh, I wonder if I could do this heavier or I wonder if I could go faster. And they start, you start like seeing them do that sort of a thing. And so that's kind of sometimes like during that time, 
I might ask them like about their nutrition. I might be like, Hey, so do you ever like log your food or have you ever paid attention to your protein intake or anything like that? And so, and it's just, it's funny to talk to people because their ideas of like protein and how completely oblivious they are to what has protein, how much protein would even be in something like that. The protein to fat ratio of the thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh yeah, I eat nuts and eggs. And you're like, that's great. But (laughs) you know, you're getting a lot of fat with that protein too. And so just like, so it's just it's just cool to be able to have those conversations and try to like educate people like a little bit at a time to, you know, kind of be like, um, let's maybe start eating like some chicken and maybe getting a protein shake in there or just like switching your mindset of like, when I'm going to go to eat something, I'm going to think about like the protein I'm going to get like first. So I was talking to her about that. And of course, you know, she's like, no, I don't, I don't do any of that sort of stuff. And, um, we're just like joking about, you know, what she does eat. And she's like telling me the list and joking. She's like, Oh, and vodka. Don't forget about that. And uh, we ended up like rolling it into a joke of where, like, what if to get her to get her protein, she would add a scoop of protein to her like vodka drink at the end of the night. And we were just like joking. We're like, Oh, we could call it a proteiny. <laughs> Oh my and gosh. so like the lengths that, you know, people have to go to like get their protein or whatever. I hope that that story wasn't super like convoluted, but anyways, um, we're now going to be offering at the gym proteinies <laughs> in the evenings. Come by. Just kidding. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway. So I was just gonna, since it's like kind of a nutrition aspect and also, you know, with the amount of new people that we have all the time, I just thought we could kind of like talk about that just a little bit, just, um, once you're kind of feeling more comfortable in the gym, maybe kind of taking that next step to pay attention to like your protein intake, just because I think a lot of people that are here are wanting to like build muscle and get stronger. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is an important component to that. And I think the thing, um, that I just would want people to avoid would just be to like, Oh, I've been exercising here for six months and I'm not like seeing the results that I wanted to see like aesthetically or like, you know, like the way their body looks, they are probably getting stronger and fitter. And you could like argue that they're meeting those goals, but maybe they're not seeing those like body changes they thought that they would see. And so, I say I have two different, like, so. Paint does not like the idea of adding protein to your vodka. I just want <laughs> you to know. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Um, you're not going to get the same benefits out of uh, getting your protein in. So, yeah, when you are drinking alcohol, it does, uh, it is a, like, to put it frankly, it is a poison in your body. Mm-hmm. When you have alcohol, your body's first response is it needs to get that out. So, it's going to stop all the other processes it's doing. Um, to get that alcohol out of your system. Mm-hmm. So it's going to metabolize that first before it even starts metabolizing anything else. So um, you're probably not going to get so the to most be clear, recovery. <laughs> don't add protein powder to your vodka. Um, if you're going to go out and have a couple drinks, I recommend having like a big protein dinner before that can help <laughs> with like some more mindful decisions while drinking. So you're yeah. not like hungry and wanting to eat a bunch of junk food. So she did say this thing that I thought was funny. She goes, um, so yeah, so I tried really hard. I tried tracked my protein and she said she got like 125 grams in like one of her days. And I was like, Kate, did you not hear the part where I said you need to like step it up over time a little bit because going from like 40 to 125 is like a big jump. She's like, yeah, I was so full. Like I didn't have room for anything else. And I was like, 
I mean, that's also kind of the point to like make sure we fill up on all the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so that- protein, it is the most satiating yeah. uh, macronutrient. Um, so yeah, so two different things. Like if you are starting to get your protein, um, I actually just saw this uh, somewhere not too long ago. There is a, this is a really great, like just basic nutrition thing to start out with. And it's called like the three, two, one rule. So you want to have three servings of protein a day. Um, A good rule of thumb is using your palm. So that would be like a serving size. So if you have like a chicken breast, like you want to be the size of your palm, having three of those a day. Uh, If you're having like egg whites or something in the morning, they compare it to like a measuring cup, like pick a measuring cup that's like close to the size of your palm. Mm -hmm. That's a really great just like starting point. Mm -hmm. So you're going to focus on three servings of protein a day, two servings of vegetables. Um, Serving of vegetables would be like about a cup of vegetables or your fist. Mm -hmm. Uh, So two servings of vegetables and then one serving of fruit. Mm -hmm. So one serving would be the size of your fist or like about a cup. And that's a really great place to start of just focusing on adding things in. Mm -hmm. So instead of being like, oh, I need to cut this out, do this, just start with having three servings of protein a day, two servings of veggies, one serving of fruit. Yeah. That's a really great place to start to add things in. Start slow. Start slow. How many times have we had to say it? (laughs) Super simple, but a lot of times people struggle with doing that consistently. So that is like very basic of like, if you have no idea where to start, Start right there. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next thing I would recommend is as you get more confident, tracking your protein. So whether that's on a piece of paper or in a food tracking app like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer, mm-hmm. just you can't measure what you don't track. It's yeah. just like anything in life, like with your budget, um, if you're wondering how much you're sleeping throughout the night, like you need to have that measurable data mm-hmm. before you can make any changes. Um, I'm also a huge, like I'm, really into food logging just because I think it's a really great, uh, new, uh, educational purpose. So yeah. the more that you can start learning about like what's in your food, um, how much protein is in certain things, like you're just going to keep building, building that knowledge. And it's not something that you have to do long term, but I do recommend doing it for a couple, at least like two weeks, like mm-hmm. just measure your food for two, like measure weigh out your food for two weeks, log it in a tracking app. That's just going to help you build mm-hmm. so much awareness because yeah. like Shannon had said earlier, a lot of times people when they're like, Oh, I'm hitting my, like I'm eating more protein. I'm eating a bunch of nuts. Okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> there is some protein in nuts, but it is majority is fat. So yeah. you have to eat so many nuts, which is going to be so many calories before you can even get that protein in it. Yeah. I remember working with somebody in nutrition when I used to do nutrition coaching and they legit ate a bag of sunflower seeds a day because they'd be at the ballpark. That was just, it wasn't filling them up. So they felt like it was a light snack. They got into food logging. They logged it. It was almost like, I think it was like almost 1500 calories, like yeah. a full bag. And that was just coming from sunflower seeds that they weren't. You don't even think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You weren't even getting it's like, like, this is bird food. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like eating like a mint or something. Like yeah. You just don't think about it, about mm-hmm. having calories because it's not filling you up. Yeah. So it's just can be very eye opening. And uh, the biggest thing with nutrition is finding a sustainable approach and something you can do long term. I'm not against people trying out new things that they like doing, like whatever it's fasting, carnivore, keto, like whatever. If you want to try it, more power to you. But if you are doing something like that, you need to have a reason why you're, why you're doing it and using it as like nutrition or a education purpose of like, how do I feel when I eat this way? Um, is this sustainable for me long term? I'm not as nice as Peyton. I don't think you should do any of that stuff. I think I think the thing is, I don't is think just, you should start with that. Not you should start. Not start with- do not start keto. 
Do not, not start with start it. With it. <laughs> that being said, if you have a strong why. Most people don't even know what keto even means. So to backtrack, though, if you have like a why of why you're doing it, it can help like st- start sparking that education purpose of it. Mm-hmm. So like back in the day, we used to do like Whole30s, paleo and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where I started learning about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Would I still do that now? Heck no. Like I love my carbs. I love my grains, all that stuff. But it did open my eye to start learning like, oh, this is food that's going to fill me up. This is yeah. food that makes me feel better. So if it takes someone like that drastic approach just to start moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. more power to them. I just think that most people will not see success doing anything drastic like that. And I think it's also daunting to think about starting it too, because like I remember doing the first um, nutrition challenge way back in the day, like literally forever ago where uh, it was paleo Mm -hmm. and I didn't know anything about it. And it was a competition and it was super overwhelming to start something like that and be like losing points on things and just like, it basically was the focus of my whole life. Like I couldn't do anything else. It it was like taking, it was like taking a super intensive college class or something. And where you know, like I, I don't have the time to do that. And it's also, you just like immediately get overwhelmed and you're like, Oh, I can't start something like that. And so that's why I'm just more of a proponent of like, if you're, if you're able to have the mentality that you are going to start slow and learn over time, I think that you're just, you're going to be a lot more successful than thinking like, I'm just going to make this huge switch overnight. Like Monday, start in the keto yeah, diet. And I, guess, you know? I, I wasn't saying like, yeah, like I want people to go out and like yeah. start that stuff. But I just think like focusing on making like a positive shift, like towards like your nutrition. I think you just, mm-hmm. there is, there's so much information out there. There's so much like free education on stuff. And it's hard to know where to start. Yes. Sure. It's hard to know where to start. So I'm just more of like, if you want to start, start some, somewhere, start somewhere and just start, but knowing why you're doing that, yeah. because if you're just doing something like that of like, Oh, I'm just doing this to lose weight. And you're just focusing on that weight loss goal. Like, yeah, you're going to do it if, like a week or so. And then you're going to be right back where you started. But like, yeah, yeah I just, I feel like if you like just switch shifting that mindset of like whatever you whatever's going to motivate you to start making a positive change. Awesome. You're probably going to learn that that's not the most sustainable approach mm-hmm. and that you can yeah. make better positive changes other places. But I think it is just wherever maybe you want to start. Awesome. Maybe if it's like your first venture into it. I don't know. I'm just thinking about the people that have tried multiple things, you know, have they say stuff like. I've tried it all. I've spent all my money, I, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, well, it's because everything you've tried, you've had a short term mentality with it. Everything you've tried, you thought it was going to work in six weeks. You thought you were going to be able to make 180 changes. You thought you were going to be able to just come a different person overnight, you know, mm-hmm. and when that didn't work, like you just chalk that up to like another failure. And it's like the more fails that you have on that stuff, you start thinking you're not capable of doing it. And so I guess that, um, I, I guess that's kind of why I'm just not super excited for people to like start some drastic change. You know what I yeah. mean? Just, just start slow with something. Um, and I, I do like your super simple stuff that you always like share on social media or just, you know, those super simple rules of like three, two, one, just start there, just yeah. start there and just try to maintain that. <laughs> well, and one thing too, with like a lot of like the stuff out there, like the foundations of nutrition is going to be like all the same. It's mm-hmm. like, eat mainly whole foods, like cutting out like the processed stuff, like make sure you're getting like enough protein in like all the foundations because that's what works. But it's just, that's not the exciting stuff. That's not the sexy stuff. Like it's more fun to like 
completely cut out entire things. It's not exciting to lose 20 pounds over a year as it is to lose it in six weeks. Right. But the thing is, yeah, if you're losing weight that fast, it's not like it's you're going to gain it back. It's not a sustainable way that you've done it. It's it's a shock to your body, too. Um, Yeah. And And that's it. I think the. The best thing that you can do is educate yourself like with nutrition and just start learning like like I said like what food is made of and like just shifting that mindset of like when you are looking at something like when I look at pizza like I don't think like oh that's bad I think of it oh that's higher in carbs that's higher in fat that's going to be like that's not going to make me feel super full and satisfied um I know I'm not going to feel the best after I eat it and just having that data so then I can make that mindful decision but I don't not eat it because oh that's a bad food Mm -hmm. I eat it because I know it's going to upset my digestion I know it's going to be a big calorie chunk of my day yeah um so it's just having that mindfulness and awareness about like what you're eating so you can make those mindful decisions opposed to just like, Oh, that's something I can't have or that's Mm -hmm. bad food. Like, no, you can eat any food you want. You just need to learn how you feel when you eat it. I just think you're setting yourself up for failure to be like, I'm going to cut out all these food, oh, these quote unquote bad foods. I'm going to stop eating pizza. I'm going to stop doing, you know, eat like stopping at the gas station and I'm going to stop doing all that stuff. And, um, I think you just need to have the mentality that like, oh, you might start cutting back. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to just like cut back. You know, one of the things that I did a few years ago was I did, uh, I just started making my coffee at home because when you do stop at the gas station, you'll tend to like also buy the donut and tend Mm -hmm. to buy the other things that come with like convenience foods. And so I just was like, oh, I'm just going to make my coffee at home. So that was like just one small step that like, it also saved me time. It also saved me money. It also saved me calories. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's probably the biggest tip is like your environment. Like if you have it in your house, you're going to eat it. If you know that like, yeah, every time you go to the gas station, you grab that donut and stuff, like quit going to the gas station. Do you hear my stomach growling by the way? No. Oh my gosh. I hope it doesn't come across. I am so hungry right now. But, uh, yeah, like your environment, that's super important. It's like, don't have it in your house cause you will eat it. If you know that you buy certain things like at the gas station, like maybe go to a different gas station or plan, like Shannon said, like plan ahead, do stuff at home. Cause it's just being mindful of like those things that aren't going to set you up for success. But yeah. Totally. yeah and I just want to like, I wasn't saying that I want anyone to start like carnivore or keto or anything like that. I know. Just, I, know <laughs> I know you're not saying that. I don't want to like come off like that, but I just, I think knowledge is power. And just, if you have a why of like why you're doing mm-hmm. something and what's really cool about nutrition too, once you have that like foundation and you have those basics down, if you want to try something to see how your body responds, like see if you do better with like a higher fat diet or a higher carb diet, like you yeah. can, you can do that because I you can go back I, to your foundation. Yeah. I think that that's the point that I was trying to make. Like that sort of stuff, like fasting and any sort of specialized diet is really for someone who has learned a lot already about yeah, they have the basics. That piece, yeah. The and foundation. They, they also have, um, like good discipline and they've already have good established routines and they don't have any emotional bad emotional Mm -hmm. connections to any type of food or any sort of like a lot of negative feelings towards themselves and food and dieting. Like I think you need to work through all those things first. Yeah. A hundred percent before you would dive into something like that. Cause you can't, yeah. If you go into something like that for like a quick fix, like it's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like knowing the why behind like why you're doing it. Like if you have a, I want to see like how I feel. Okay, cool. Like that's Mm -hmm. you're, can do like an science experiment on yourself. But if you're going into it for fast weight loss, 
For one, there's way better approaches that you can eat foods that you enjoy and yeah. get better results. So. Um. Yeah, do you ever get tired of Kyle's experiments with food? No, I feel like he's always on a different... He's like, oh, I did the carnivore. Now I'm going to try this. And now I'm going to try that. And he's no, always like doing different stuff. Because with it, me and him, we have, we kind of like we get home at different times and stuff. So mm-hmm. we fend we for ourselves. He can like, eat I have wants. my routine of like food. He has, the only time it annoys me... So if he's me, on his banana only diet, it's okay with you? The only time it annoys me is when I like will buy groceries and then he'll be like, oh, I'm not... Or like he'll be... Oh, your groceries look good. Or, and then or, no, like he'll be starting something new and then I'm like, okay, I just bought like the thing that you were eating and now we have it and I'm not going to eat it. Oh, so. you bought him bagels and he's like, I'm not eating bagels exactly. anymore. And you're like, really? Exactly. Like, <laughs> you could have informed me so I didn't just buy these bagels that no one's going to eat. So every time I like go to the grocery store, I'm like, all right, what do you want? When he like, was on his bagel need? kick. <laughs> so sometimes I'll even just be like, hey, I'm going to get my groceries and then you can get yours. You, yeah. Yeah. Especially if he's like switching it up or whatever. Yeah. And I just know too, if I buy something like, He'll usually eat my stuff, so I'll just usually, like, if it's something I like, then I'll just buy double of there it. There you go, yeah. Because if I buy it for him, he and if I'm not eating it, I don't, it's like a little kid. Like, he only wants it if I have yeah, it. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Oh, you're like, ooh, that looks good. <laughs> but uh, it's but like how you said, like, because, yeah, Kyle has tried, like, carnivore and stuff, but Kyle has that. He's done fa- everything. He has that yeah. foundation of, like, nutrition. Like, he knows, like, what works for him and stuff. So, like, when he does it, he's just it's like an experiment to like see how he responds and stuff. Cause I will get comments sometimes people will be like, Oh, Kyle's only doing that. Like, why is he doing that? And it's just, he has that foundation. So like you have to have that foundation, like Shannon said, before you start trying those things, yeah. because, well, I know that he was for a while. I, I know one of the reasons he wanted to do the, the carnivore thing was just like, he wanted to test out how he did on a higher fat diet mm-hmm. because for a long time, especially, you know, like just being like in the CrossFit space or whatever, just being like diet culture in general, like fat's always the enemy. And you always think like, oh, I can't have any fat. I can't have, I have to have super low fat to like be able to perform well and stuff. And so it's like, he's just at a point where, um, also I think too, when you're at a point of like, you know, you're already like happy with your performance and you know, that sort of stuff. And you're not really worried about like, well, if my performance, I'm going to do this experiment and my performance might go down a little bit, but that's like the data I'm kind of looking for. And you don't really have an issue with like maybe a dip in your performance. Mm-hmm. Then it's, you know, that's like, like a data, like a thing that you're trying, you know, because you're okay with a dip in your performance at this yeah. point or, you know, whatever, like you're okay with like, missing a workout because like you don't feel good or something you're realistic and you know like okay I've been doing this higher fat diet I haven't been having carbs okay like my energies might not be as high and it's just yeah like so like when he does it like he's okay with that opposed to sometimes when people can just jump into something like that and then they're like I don't understand like why like I don't feel as good Mm and I think too he he seems impulsive and like, he's like quick to change stuff. But honestly, he has stuck to a lot of that stuff for like, uh, like months. It'll mm-hmm. be like a few months of like trying it because if you try it for just like a week or just like one time, like one day, and then you're like, Oh, this isn't going to work for me. And you're just constantly yo-yoing. Like you really need a couple of months to kind of like really get yeah, that. Your experiment. body is smart. It wants to adapt to what you're doing. So you have to like, Take, like it takes a Give while it some to time to like really see readjust, the, yeah, yeah really see the changes or whatever but that's like something that you would do like way down the road of things you know 
Yeah, there's way more. Like, yeah, if you're like we were talking about earlier, if you're new to nutrition, start with three, two, one, three servings of protein, two servings of veggies, one servings of fruit. And then I would say like the next step from there, maybe start just like like logging, logging, whether that's like writing it down or just logging it in a food app. If just for like a couple of weeks, just to start building some awareness of Mm -hmm. like what you're eating, because you can't change what you don't know, like what you're Mm -hmm. doing. So, um, yeah, the more that you know about like what you're putting in your body, the most important. And then you can kind of start seeing, too, like, how did you feel that day? You have that data to look back on. So if you have a day where you were like super hungry okay how many calories did you eat Mm -hmm. that day or if you have a day like where you had gurgle guts okay what did you eat that day Mm -hmm. and it just gives you that data because the more in tune the more mindful that you can be for Mm -hmm. sure yeah I mean and the point like of doing all this stuff is to like feel good Mm -hmm. not only feel good like physically but feel good mentally feel good emotionally (laughs) like you're we're trying to like feel better you know about yourself about you know so you're just the total package, right? Like we want to feel better. And so if we're doing things that are making us feel worse, like we should try to do something, you know, about that. It's just that it's, you just have to have the mindset of like, you're going to chip away at it a little bit over time. You need to have a growth mindset. So you have to really like, if you have a day that doesn't go as planned, you need to reflect on that day. Okay. What didn't go good? How can I make it better? Um, rather than like beating yourself up, telling yourself you're a failure and just quitting. (laughs) Exactly. You need to know that like failures are how you learn and it's going to be part of the process. Just like literally anything you do in your life, you're not going to be a rock star at it at first. Like it takes a long time. So you just, you have to have that growth over fixed mindset. Say a fixed mindset would be, yeah, like Shannon would say, I'm a failure. I suck at this. I'm never going to lose the weight. I'm never going to perform in the gym how I want because blah, blah, blah. A fixed mindset is just think is just keeping your in a box just not allowing yourself to branch out try something new fail at something like a fixed mindset is just someone who's just always doing the same thing all the time and just does not ever try anything different yeah does not try to learn anything and is just like stuck in a box like what yeah, I, was and I would even like as we're talking about this like be mindful of like how you're talking to yourself like if you're somewhat like just be mindful of like what you're saying in your head. Like if you're somebody comes to gym, like, oh, I always fail at this. I always suck at this. I always don't do good at this mm-hmm. lift, whatever it may be. Like be mindful of that because that mm-hmm. is a fixed mindset. And if you're stuck in that kind of mindset, it's going to be really hard for you to progress. Not, like to improve. Yeah. Because even though you might not be as good at something, you can still get better at it over time. Um, it still may talked about this like several times before, but it still may always be the thing you're not as good at, but you don't have to go backwards. You can still go forward and like get better at the thing, like doing the thing. And then you end up like, you know, liking it more because you're like, Oh, I was able to like see improvements with something, you know, that I don't, that I don't think I'm good at or, you know? Yeah. And every time you fail at something, like you can learn about it. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, leading like what what went wrong? How can you reset, readjust? Mm-hmm. And then I know we're probably getting close on time, but yeah. I had uh, something to think about. I read the or I think I heard on podcast and it was talking about like when you have a day that's like just not going as good, like reshape your mind to be like, this is a test. Like, how can I still be moving forward today? Because it's really easy. Like, let's say you had a bad day for me the other morning. I realized I accidentally left our French press in our sink. So when I went to get it out, it was completely cracked. So I wasn't able to have my coffee in the morning. And then our dishwasher started leaking. It hasn't leaked for like months and it started like overflowing. And, uh, I instantly was just like, it was on Monday too. I was like, this is just like a total Monday. Uh, Yeah. And I had to just kind of like 
refer- I was like, this is a test. How can I move forward? It's All right. an isolated incident too, yes, right? Yes, I yeah. like, what, I'm not going to let this ruin my day. Like, okay, I'm going to go drive to Starbucks. I love my Starbucks. I'm going to go, I have the time this morning. I'm going to go get some Starbucks. <laughs> like just thinking of like, how can you reframe that mindset of like, this is just a test and I'm going to move forward from it. You guys should come and work out with us on the farm and do our market because if if you if you think for one second like every single day starts with just some shit chaos (laughs) yes every single day is some sort of problem to solve every single day is does not go as you plan um and it's just that is something that I've just gotten really good at is just adapting and just being able to like compartmentalize and move Mm -hmm. on because You can't let that, I can't let that stuff affect the rest of my day. Or like I might have two problems going on in two different areas. And it's just like, I got, I have to be able to just like shut that part off, problem solve, move on. Because like, I just can't, you know, I I can't control what other people are doing. And that's a lot of the problems that I have or, you know, so I just have to be able to like adapt and move on. And, um, that it's really exhausting, you know, to mm-hmm. just, you just want one day to go smooth. That's all you want. That's all I want in my life is just one day to go smooth. But I just know that like, that's really not how it works. Yeah. And so, um, I think that just being able to start practicing that and getting better at not letting like, you know, the snowball effect of, you know, your something going wrong in your day is, or something going wrong in your nutrition or going wrong at the, in a workout at the gym. Um, that's another thing they were talking about for like some of the games athletes from the CrossFit games, like some of those athletes abilities to come off of a performance and be able to just go right into the next workout without letting that like drag them down you know yeah it's like a really good skill it's a really good skill and it allows those people to like end on top you know mindset is like a huge thing yeah because you you can totally see where um you make a mistake and in one of those workouts and like you know this is like a there's like a lot of money on the line. There's a lot of prestige on the line. Like you're in front of all these people watching. So there's a lot of pressure and to be able to screw it up and be able to just let that go and go on to the next thing is like, to to me, that's, that's a really big deal. And that's a really big part of like competition. And Mm -hmm. you know, your life is a competition, right? Like, it's like what you were saying, this is a test. Like, (laughs) I mean, it really is, you know, which can kind of like be exhausting. So you need to like have that downtime too. But, um, I think that that's definitely that mindset is something to, to work on. And I think it will help you with all the other things you're trying to do too. You know, if you are trying to get like level up your nutrition and stuff like that, just not having a super like negative, you know, fixed mindset about yeah. it can like really, you got to believe so. that you can do it and that you can accomplish it. Otherwise you're just going to keep self-sabotaging mm-hmm. and then it's just like a bad cycle to be in. And you know, just keep stepping it back to something that you can do keep stepping it back, stepping it back, stepping it back to taking that, making it super simple, like things that you can accomplish, like just keep dialing it back until you can do it. Yeah. Cause then the thing is too. So like, let's say you had a really bad day, but like you still got like your water intake in and like, maybe that had been something you were struggling with. Like then now you're going to have the confidence that like, Hey, when I have a shitty day, I can still do something positive. Yeah. Something positive for myself. And it's just every time you do that, you're just proving to yourself and you're going to keep building confidence, building confidence. And then other things will start getting easier. It just takes practice. It just takes practice. Yep. So sign up for the harder to kill camp because you get a lot of practice there too. Yeah, you'll get some good, some good mindset technique. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for coming to talk to me today. Um, 
and we'll see you guys in the gym. Goodbye.